0: You shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise through this teaching on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to make sure that everybody um, that got that text is ready to go forward with what the text was asking you to do. It was either the skits or um, tell us about what you have gotten out of the teaching. But I want to say this to everybody that's in the room tonight. I want everybody to understand what Clem is about, just in case people don't have a full understanding. Clem, the name Clem means Christ lives in me. God gave me that years ago, and I think I shared it with y'all when I was going through some things in my life and I was crying out to God. I don't know if you've ever been to a place where you just feel like your whole, the whole world is crumbling before you. And you don't know what to do and you don't know how to do it. I was in that place. So I was crying out to God and God gave me that scripture on you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives in you and the life you now live in the flesh. You live by the faith of the son of God who loves you and who died for you. I didn't catch on right then what God was saying to me, but I knew he gave me the scripture for a reason. So as I begin to meditate on that scripture, God said, you got to see yourself dead and you got to allow the new life that's in you to come from you. So you would be able to give that life to others. If you always see your problems, your issues more than you see him, you're going to stay in that place. But you got to know who you are now that you're in him so you can live that life in Christ. So this is how C-L-I-M come about. God said it's a lot of Christians that don't know who they are now that they're in him. And they don't know that being in him, your character has to represent him. It does not supposed to represent you. It doesn't supposed to be about you. So when somebody insults you, when somebody hates you, you don't do what they do. You do opposite of what they do you love them you bless them even though flesh is hurting you don't lean to flesh you lean to the spirit so God said I want you to teach my people through this Clem school who they are in him that's why y'all are getting taught in here about the real you this is just a shell that you see you looking at me this is just a shell this is just my body The real me is on the inside, but if I never let him out, the real me, who I am in him, y'all just going to see me. There should be a change. So with these teachings on resentment, animosity, ill will, anger, God is letting us know just because you're a Christian don't mean you don't have these things. And it does not mean that we blame something on someone to say, I'm like I am because of you. No, you're like you are because that's who you choose to be. You're supposed to be like him because he's in you and you're in him. You're supposed to be abiding in him. So these teachings are not trying to point a finger at no one in this room. These teachings are letting all of us know if the word is hitting you, take it. Take it for yourself. If your flesh is getting red up because I'm teaching something, then you need to say, wait a minute, God, why am I getting so red up in here? Why is my attitude changing towards the pastor? Why is my attitude changing um, towards people in the room? Because she's teaching on this very thing. It is because it's in you. And the enemy wants you to think it's because of me or somebody else. You're the way you are. You're the way you are is because the enemy has given you thoughts and you took those thoughts and you didn't do nothing with those thoughts. You buried those thoughts. So when someone hit a button, it come back up out of you. And now it's their fault because you didn't deal with your past. Just because you save your spirit is what got saved. That's the real you. Your soul, your mind, your will and your emotions did not get saved. That's why we have to renew our mind. And if you don't renew your mind according to the word, when someone come up to you that's spiritual and they begin to tell you something and you take offense, it's because you're not where you need to be according to the word of God. When we're where we need to be, even if they're wrong, we humble ourselves and we walk the way Jesus would walk and say, thank you for letting me know that. And if you don't feel like it's you, you go in prayer and say, Lord, I don't feel like this is me according to what they're saying. But if they saw it, maybe somebody else saw it and I can't see it. So show me me. That's what we're supposed to do. Not go to somebody else and talk that person down because that person as a brother or sister came to you to tell you, you may not have recognized how you sound it. But I need to come to you and let you know the way you sounded was not right. You're supposed to humble yourself and say, thank you. I didn't realize I sounded that way. Thank you for reminding me. Because if you don't stop your brother and sister... They come into a pattern of thinking, this is how they supposed to sound. This is how they supposed to act. So when they're sounding this way to everybody else and they're getting on them, they're going to come back to you and say, why didn't you tell me I was out of character? Well, you don't want to listen to nobody. It don't matter if they don't want to listen to no one. you supposed to go to your brother and sister according to the word of God. We don't leave nobody out there and go home and pray about it, y'all. When you know what the word is saying. So this is why we're having Clem. We're having Clem to get people to the place of knowing who they are. Knowing your identity. Teaching you um, the way that God knows we should be taught. According to his way of doing and not the flesh way of doing. So do not get upset when, when we're having the skits and people are showing you you. Just deal with it. Say, Lord, that's me. I was at and don't be saying, uh-huh, they just did that skit because they want to get back at me. That's what the devil wants you to think. Some people don't even know what's going on with you, but you. So it's time for us to take this word for what it is and live according to what the word is saying and not according to how our flesh feel. And I'm going to say this over and over again. Have a problem with someone, me or anyone in here, you need to go to the person you have the problem with. With you don't need to go to nobody else. If I got a problem with Angel, I'm gonna go to Angel. I'm not gonna go to Sister Deborah. I'm going to Angel. If I got a problem with Angel, I'm I don't have to go through protocol because protocol is this right here. <laughs> I'm going to her. And no, I don't have a problem with you, Angel, not at all. But if I did, I'll go to her. And we need to quit going outside of that person and going to everybody else. You know why the enemy want us to go to everybody else? Because he want that person to look so bad, not only in your eyes, but everybody else's eyes. Because that the enemy want them to see the person the way you see the person. And when people come to you, you need to say, what's my name? Is my name? Miss Deborah should tell me apostle, no disrespect, but is my name, uh, Teresa? I mean, angel. No, Miss Deborah, why, why you say that? I know your name, your name, she said, well, you need to go to her and not me. That's between you and her. Was she ruled? We need to get it into alignment. And if we keep doing that, people know who they can come to and who they can't. If I can't go to my own husband and I go to Manny about my husband and I'm staying in the house. Manny, that man, that man. Lord, have mercy, Manny. Now, you know, Manny, we family. We got to stick together. He don't know how to treat no wife. I know you don't treat Julia like he treating me, man. Come on now, man. Let me tell you what done. And if Manny say, now you know what, he ain't going to be talking to you like that. <laughs> I, I talked to him. I know he got a minister in front of his name, but no man talked to a woman like that. So he go to my husband my husband said, what you talking about? So did she tell you how the argument started, Manny? So Manny going to feel like a fool when he tell him I slapped him. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Keep your business in your own house. Do not be telling other people your business and you wondering why your business is out there because you forgot who you told. You told blabbermouth. Better keep your business. And if you don't want to tell your mate, you can look up, you can tell him. And I guarantee you it won't go nowhere except the ones that he know he can trust with it, to come to you and tell you, this is what God is saying for you today. So this is the purpose of Clem, y'all, to get us in a place where we'll know how to come together as a body to treat one another before we go out trying to tell somebody, oh, you say, do you know Jesus? And you ain't acting saved. So we want to make sure we on one accord. That's the purpose of what we do in here, not to make anybody look bad. We are helpers of one another, amen? So I pray you got your skits together, and I think Evangelist Newton and Deacon Newton is coming up with theirs, and we'll see what the Lord has to say, amen? Amen.
1: This is just a skit, y'all. Just a skit, so don't take it. <laughs> don't know my, I, me and my wife, we are walking by faith. I don't know how she's going to come with this now. So, just preparing you. But uh, I'll tell you, so early in the morning. I feel, I'm feel sleepy, I'll tell you. yeah. Kathy,
2: mm-hmm. what you got planned? Well, you know we have mow the yard today because um, with all this rain and the sunshine and rain, it grows real fast. And, you know, this is at least once a week grass.
1: Got to cut it this morning?
2: Yeah, we got to cut it this morning. We, you know, we don't do it today, tomorrow, Sunday. I
1: don't feel like doing it today, kid.
2: Well, you know, it has to be done. I mean, I'm going to do it. I we, just need you to. We get uh, no gas in the lawn? We got to get the gas out there? Oh, well, no, we got. We just got to go get the gas. Oh, wow.
1: Well, okay. All right, then. Let me get my shoes and stuff. Okay, we we'll got some gas. Mm. Okay, well. To the stove got back now. I got the gas. You want to go uh, help me get back to the lawnmower's?
2: okay well yeah well come on now because i'm already prepared i got everything i need all my gear and everything okay, okay. And, I'm have to put the gas you know in. it's getting oh. the sun it's getting hot out here so okay. we want to go ahead and get it done and you be messing around
1: okay anyway okay okay, okay we put the in a little longer. We'll put the gas in okay about full, about full.
2: yeah yeah
1: okay yeah. all right i got gas in. put the gas jug down um let me have to get a crank wait a minute let me have to get a crank now wait i'm gonna
2: have to wait put hold hold let me have to get a crank now Okay. Wait, uh, wait a minute, Rick. I'm not ready for you to crank it because we we have to move the cars. Just wait. That's
1: what I'm trying
2: to tell you. I tell you a lot to do, so that's why I told you that's not do today. Let's wait. Look, man. <laughs> if we this grass gonna be sky high if we don't do it today.
1: Okay.
2: So mm-hmm. just. Work with me. Okay, go ahead and go ahead and
1: move okay. the car. I, I I put it on the right, back right round front.
2: All right. Well, you have the key. I, where are the keys? I had the keys. Where Where are the keys? Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I mean. Hold
1: on, I got
2: them. Why do you have the keys? You no. always pick. I put them down and you pick them up.
1: Well, okay. Okay. There are the keys. Go
2: ahead. You won't. work contrary to me. I know. Go ahead and move the car, Okay, well, We can go Okay, to Okay. Okay. Right. Move I got a car, wrong. Move the more.
1: Got the car us, move.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I go ahead. Let's get this thing cranked up. Then I up. Okay.
2: It. All right. Oh, well. Get
1: a little longer, cranked up. Oh, here it go. Hold it. Here it go. Get it. Get it. All
2: right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. Up. I'm just gonna push around mm-hmm. the. Push it around the uh, edges. Okay. And so.
1: She mowing now, y'all. She pushing. She mowing now. Go ahead,
2: I'm pushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ho, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, ho, ho, ho. Lord, have okay. mercy, What does that man? want? it's hot out here. you blew blowing the grass, the wrong way. Blowing the gra- I told you, cut. you blew the grass back the wrong way. What is blow he waving at me? What is he talking I mean, about? T- take the lawnmower, turn the- it down the way, let it okay. go. Okay, let me cut this lawnmower. Okay, Rick, what do you want?
1: you blew the grass the wrong way. Turn it the the way, go ahead. Man,
2: it's, it's, I, I know you did not wave me down to tell me the grass is blowing the wrong way. you blow it all over my feet, see how you blowing it all well, over my head? Why don't you just get out the way? Well, I... I you are getting oh, on yeah, my nerves. Go right the
1: way. Just go right the way with it, Rick. Okay, if, go ahead. Go if out, you don't leave way. me alone. Hot go, go, as go, go, it is. Go ahead. On. I, I do. I mean, go ahead. I get out of oh, here. How you want to
2: do it? I, I believe I know how to mow this yard. Okay, I, I, I've been mowing this yard now for for years, and okay. every time I mow this yard, this man is telling me how to mow the yard.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of the way. Go
2: ahead.
1: Go ahead, go ahead more. Oh Jesus! She's mowing again. Now is mowing. Mm. I feel good. Been standing right by the way. What's Ooh.
2: that? What's that? Oh.
1: I'm in the
2: now. Lord, the woods. He's, a, he's on the wood line. All these rattlesnakes crawling and copperheads. He help. always go and stand on the wood line. I don't have time. Help. Lord, I'm to say,
1: okay. Hold, Cut me, off help,
2: the line. Help me get to the step. Just help me get back to the step. Rick. And I'm going to get out of the way. If you don't leave me alone, I know something. Why are you over at the wood line?
1: I was trying to get out of the way.
2: You know how hot it is out here.
1: Well, help me get to the doorstep and I'm going to stay out of the way. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Do
2: now okay. Right. Okay, right, you go ahead. It. on. You
1: about to a little lawnmower? Yeah,
2: I'm almost through. I'm through. Well, I'm going I'm to run well, and get the big lawnmower then. So I you told get... you about stopping my flow. I got to stay in the flow with things because when you stop my momentum, it makes me tired now. Well, you got so. to. So, getting on my nerves. You do? You do? Okay. I'm finally through. Okay, now.
1: Okay, i get the big lawnmower.
2: Yes. Take a break first. I don't need a break. I told, I told you, you I have to keep going because if I quit, I'm I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to want to finish.
1: Okay. Well, go ahead. And your... you
2: keep telling well, me to ahead. take a break.
1: Go ahead. go ahead and get on. Get a big one over here. Okay. We do with that. Go ahead. You
2: are aggravating me. Okay. You got the key? you supposed to have the key. You don't have the key? To
1: the little, no, no. It's in the house. Lord have <laughs> so mercy. Okay. Would you go get the key, please? Okay. Okay, here you go. They got the key.
2: Oh, okay, thank you. Okay, would you? uh, Is it ready? I'm gonna crack. go ahead and crank it up. Okay, um,
1: I'm <laughs> ready. Crank it
2: up. Okay, now now you, know now what you what got to move out the way. Wait a minute, wait a
1: minute. Now you know what you, got,
2: you put the thing in the phone. Pick it up. I know, I know I'm what
1: to do. Okay, before you can you you you, you can't get the PTO. Now you got to make sure that everything, you know, make sure you got everything set up before you get that thing and I get ready to go.
2: I told you I know what to do. Would well, you can please? go ahead, then. Go ahead. Would you please, Lord? I told you. Go ahead. Just go okay, ahead. okay, move now. When this thing crank, it's going to blow all that it's all, all that way. debris all over mm. you. So move. Go, okay, go ahead. Okay. Mm, all right. Mm, mm, Lord, just a little. Right.
1: What, what, what you talking about? <laughs> that dust blood stuff all over me like that. Oh, Jesus. I told,
2: I told that man to move, Lord. I told him to move out the way. Why are you waving me down now?
1: Look, you blew it in the grass the wrong way. Blow it out that way. Just get a pattern where you can go around this way, around, around, around.
2: Don't come back this way. Keep going around that way. Rick, sometimes I can't go in that pattern. I'm more in this yard, not you. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead and cut <sighs> this quick. Lord, ooh. I almost ran him over. Don't get back I almost ran him over, Lord. My goodness, I'm bringing this. Where's he Oh, Lord, he back hey, right, he's back hey, on the right, wood
1: line. Hey, wait, ho, 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 ho. Help me get back to the doorstep, please. Okay. Oh. Help me get back to the doorstep. I'll leave you alone.
2: Is he saying something? Jesus? Okay. Just raise your hand. Oh, oh, hey. oh, oh okay. Hey. Rick? Help. You see I'm in the woodland. Help me get back to yes, the Yes, you are back on the wood line.
1: Well, Help me get back to the doorstep again. I'll leave you
2: alone. You are getting on my... No- do, do you know I almost ran over you?
1: Well, I feel the death. No, I I'll I, I, no, I I mean be, on I, purpose. I get, no, I can get out of the way. I heard you coming. i tell you I'm going to get out of the way. I mean on purpose. That's why I'm in the woodland. <laughs> so I get out of now. <laughs> but okay, you try to run over me for real. Okay,
2: Yeah. all right, I can't take it.
1: You know what? Kev? I'm I humble myself. You know what? You're right. I'm gonna tell you something. You come out here, you you cut this grass, you weed it, you do it all by yourself, and all I do is come out here and, and come to the head and getting all in your way. I'm wrong because you don't have to do this right here. i ought to be thankful and grateful that you do what you do. And instead of me be being grateful and, uh, and thankful what you do now here. I run here complaining and grumbling a moment because I want to do this. I feel like I should be doing this and so I take it out on you because I'm not doing it. And so I get ill-willed and I get frustrated sometimes, but I, I apologize to you. I apologize to you because you do the best that you can. And I would be thankful if you blew it up against the house or wherever, whichever you go with it, as long as you get it cut, it's cut. <laughs> and so I apologize to you for standing your way and aggravating you, and it's hot, and it's and i and I know sometimes that you know when you night before straight night wouldn you to get too hot out here and, and aggravate, so I apologize. do you accept my apology
2: well yes i I accept your apology, and I'm sorry for being um yelling at you and and being upset and frustrated um it's just that it's hot out here, and you keep stopping me, and I understand that. You wish you could cut this yard, and you don't want me out here. And if you could cut it, you be it would be cut. And so you become frustrated and everything. And um, and and I need to let you do, allow you to do what you do. Um, and thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me.
1: Thank you for helping me. But
2: um, I, I really, you don't, you don't need to supervise me because I, I got it. But I, I understand.
1: I apologize. I understand. So do you accept mine? Apologies.
2: Yes, I, yes I'm, I'm sorry. You, do you
0: accept mine? Yes. Okay, yes. Oh, I know that we have some couples that go through this. Like they go through it. They They're not the only one, but look how they handled it. But I'm going to stop right there and say this. You see how they apologized and went on? But the next time it happened, let's see if that pattern starts all over again. Why does it start over again? Because you didn't get into the word and deal with your frustrations, deal with what was already there. So guess what? It's going to pop up again. The problem is it's easy to say we're sorry, but deep down inside we still got some stuff that we hadn't dealt with and it's going to bring that same situation back up. Not saying it's like that with Kathy and them, but it happens for real. Amen. Who's next?
3: Hey, sis.
4: Hey, sis. How you doing? Fine. How you been doing? Girl, I've been good. I've been living my best life. I've been traveling around the world. Ain't nobody to hold me down. No husband. No kids. Honey, I've been doing good. Staying around people, having a good time, so my mind will stay occupied.
3: Why do you mean your mind stay occupied? What's going on with your mind?
4: I mean, you know, you know everything that I've been through. So I just travel and live it up so I don't have to think about everything I've been through.
3: No, I don't know what you're talking about, what you've been through. I mean, well, you know
4: I had a miscarriage, but I told you, but I don't speak on it. But, like, it angered me when it happened because I always wanted a child, and I prayed about it. God gave me a child. I had a husband, but then he took my child away from me. And so after that, it made me mad because... He gave me my baby and then he took it away. And then my sister, the one who never wanted any kids, never wanted a husband, always partying, now she's the one happy with a husband and a family and a house with the white picket fence.
3: He gave her what was mine. Well, just calm down, sister. I'm mad, but I'm saying you, you keep saying what you wanted. I wanted this. I wanted the white picket fence. I wanted the baby. But did you ever ask God what he wanted for you? God said he would give me the
4: desires of my heart, and he did, and then he took it back.
3: He said, according to the ones that are called for his purpose, for his purpose, did you ever ask him what his purpose was for your life, not what Aquana's purpose is?
4: I was just going off what the word said. I'm so tired of everybody always defending God.
3: It was wrong. I understand you going through something, but the stuff that you're doing, you're trying to fill a void in your life, and nobody can't fill that void but the Lord. You know, I would really like if you would come to church with me. You know what? I am really tired
4: of churches. You know I was in church when I had my husband and my child, but as soon as I had a miscarriage, I went to my pastor, and he told me the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. (laughs) And then everybody in the church was saying, it's God's will.
3: It's God's will. So why would I want to go back to church? Well, I'm really sorry for what those people said. And I can't make excuses or explain to you why they said what they said. But that's not true. And God loves you. And he has a word for you. I want you to come to church with me. Who
4: is your pastor? (laughs)
3: Past <laughs> But he But he, I have learned a lot up under his teaching.
4: Well, you know what? I will consider it. I've heard nothing but good things about him. And just because I know you love me, I'll consider going to church with you.
3: Okay. Well, don't consider it. I, you better be there on Sunday morning. I'm not going to call you. I'm just expecting you to be there.
4: Well, if I don't come out, just pull off.
3: (laughs) Beep, beep. No. We just. Beep, beep. You ready to go, sis? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh, I'm so glad you're coming with me today. You're going to have a good time in the Lord.
5: Welcome everybody, I greet you in the name of the Lord, I um, just want you to know God loves you and I gonna be speaking today on a subject called resentment, resentment is when you have ill feelings towards someone for something they've done or something they have not done and I've been teaching on resentment but I feel like it's somebody here today that has resentment against God. You know, they have ill feelings towards God and they're blaming him for something he's done. Um, And in this ministry, you know, we root up and tear down strongholds off of people. Sometimes, you know, people are in bondage due to the way they think. You know, sometimes they're believing a lie uh, and people teach false doctrine to them. People misrepresent God and they hate God. They're mad at God. They resent him. They have ill feelings towards him for things that he hasn't even done, you know? Um, So, I just wanna, you know, really just share how Jesus and how God is, you know, to to uproot that thinking in your life, you know, because you can get bitter, you know, you get bitterness and and bitterness, it poisons your soul and it's, it's a root of bitterness and it just springs up and defiles many, you know? You begin to just spill out on people, your anger, your frustration, Uh, for something that that you're blaming God for that he didn't even do. And, um, you know, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So he came to represent his Father and show us how God is. And he says, the Son can do nothing but what he sees his Father do. And the Bible says that he came, that we might have life, that we might have life more abundantly. He says, "The, the thief come not but for to steal, kill, and destroy So when when we're thinking of of anything being stolen, anything being killed or destroyed, that's the thief. That's the devil. You know, he was a murderer from the beginning. He bowed not in the truth because there's no truth in him. You know, when he speaks a lie, he speaks of himself. For he's a liar and the father of it. So, you know, truth is, is God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. And he went about doing good, Not evil. And healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. So only thing Jesus do is good. You know, He's a good God. He's not going to kill, He's not going to destroy. And so He demonstrated God's will for us. You know, it's, it's, it's His will to be for us to be healed. It's His will for us to have life. You know, He didn't He didn't come to judge the world but to save the world. He didn't come to kill, you know, but to make alive, to quicken, um, to resurrect. And so, you know, sometimes we can just get bitter because we, we are seeing God in the wrong way, you know, and, and a lot of people present, just present God to us in the wrong way, you know, so Jesus showed us it, it is his will, you know, um, and we just have to delight ourselves in him, you know, he'll give us the desires of our heart, so we have to spend time with him, you know, we can't uh, run away from him, he'll never leave or forsake us, but we can leave him, and... um There was a a man called Jacob and he had two wives. One was Leah and the other Rachel. And um, Leah was hated. You know, he saw that, God saw that he loved Rachel more than Leah. And, And so Rachel's womb was shut up, she was barren. And she began to get bitter towards her sister. You know, she was envious towards her sister because she couldn't have kids and her sister could. So we see that that bitterness can come, you know, it comes out of a person when they when they want something that, that they can't have, you know, and they start to get bitter towards other people. But I just feel like God is really speaking to somebody here today on this matter. Um, if there's anybody want to come up and share, I just feel like he's really, really dealing with somebody's heart today. He wants you free indeed. He wants you to know he loves you. Is your daughter? Yes. What's what's going on?
4: I just I just want to say I thank you for that word today because I was so angry with God. I felt like He took my child. I felt like He didn't love me because that happened to me. And that word really did something to me. It was like God was speaking directly to me, and I just feel so sad for the way I treated God and. I thank my sister for allowing me to invite me to church to hear this, and I just thank God for it because I don't want to be in the place I'm in. I'm always mad, I'm always angry, and I'm doing things so I don't have to feel that feeling. And so I just want to say I, I thank you for that word today.
5: Amen. God says He, you should know the truth. The truth should make you free. You know, he wants you free indeed. He wants you to know he's not holding this against you. He loves you. He commended his love for you while even you were a sinner, that his son died for you. So God just says to you today, go and sin no more.
0: Amen. 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 And I want to say, we probably have some people that are blaming God for some things, and we're holding it in, and it's causing a root of bitterness. But look how the word had to come forth for that person to see truth. And another thing is, I'm going to say it again. Even though Manny ministered to Quantum in this skit, it's still up to her to go back through the very word that he has given her that has resonated, that was resonating on, upon her. And she got to meditate on that word because guess what? That root is still there. It brought life to her. But if you don't go back in the word of God for yourself, the enemy is going to immediately come in and snatch the word that was given to your heart. Amen. Who's next?
6: Hello.
7: Hello. Is you Gloria? Yes, me.
6: Mm. Well, I called you to ask you, where in the world is your inventory? Every month, you be late with it. You know you're supposed to turn it in on the 28th, but you sit around here and you just take your time. Just because you be saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, that don't mean you can turn your inventory in late. It gets on my nerves. Well,
7: you know what? Yes, I am late with my inventory, and I will get it turned in, okay?
6: Yes, I better see it Sunday, or there will be consequences.
7: Father, in the name of Jesus. Daddy, mm, you're this helpful. If you keep on, Jesus. Woo.
5: Mm.
7: I'm going to turn it in, Jesus. I'm going to turn it in
6: turn it in good morning glory how are you I'm fine oh are you yes you got a little attitude where's your inventory at girl I ain't got time to fool with you I done
7: turned it in why don't you go check your
6: email I don't need to check my email because you should have put it in my hand that's what I asked you to do because you were late 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 every month you're late And you're not going to get me in trouble with Pastor James, girl. I just don't know who you think you are. But you're getting on my everlasting nerve. Hey,
7: Denise. I need to talk to you for a minute.
6: did you have to talk to me for?
7: Well, first of all,
6: don't back up off of me.
7: First of all, back, I'm up,
6: back up off me. I'm going to back up off of Okay, you.
7: let's have some space. Okay, I'm going give you the space. But I'm coming to you in a spirit of humility. And I want to tell you that I have developed some ill will, some anger, and some hatred against you.
6: Hold up, wait a minute. Mm-mm, let
7: me You finish. Wait a
6: minute, wait, wait, wait. You have developed some ill will. Anger and hatred and resentment towards me. Yes, I did nothing to you. You the one ain't been turning in your work. Can I
7: talk? Will you let me speak? Will you be quiet? Be quiet for a minute.
6: Speak, girl. Speak. <laughs> have the flow. Go be ahead. Be quiet.
7: Be quiet. Yes. Be quiet. Okay. Calm yourself. Come. Bring it down.
6: Bring nothing. It
7: down. Anyway, I have developed some ill will, some anger and hatred towards you, because mm-hmm. when you come. To ask me to do something. I don't have a problem doing it. It's the way that you say it. You say it hateful. You say it mean. And you ain't coming in a spirit of love. I have been holding this thing for a long time. And I had already done told Jesus. That I'm going to have to go to you. Or either I'm going to have to knock you in the head.
6: Knock me in the head. Knock
7: you in your head. Girl you better knock
6: me out now. Don't let me get back up.
7: I was going to knock you in the head. But I knew that wasn't right. So I'm coming to you because you treat me like I ain't nothing. You treat me like a dog. You're here laughing at everybody else and grinning with everybody else, but you come in to me mean and hateful like I did something to you. You have. Whenever you, a- <laughs> Whenever you ask me to do something, I don't want to do it because you're not saying it in the spirit of love. If you will humble yourself... And walk in love and come to me like the Bible says, I wouldn't have a problem with you. But I'm about tired of you jumping in my face, asking me to do stuff, acting like you better than me, like you got your, um, your behind on your shoulders because you, you know, mm-hmm. doing stuff in the church. That don't make you better than me. I'm sorry. But I'm saying I was having all this stuff in my heart. And I was going to flip on you. But then I had to talk to Jesus and tell him, hey, if I flip on her, I'm going to probably be sitting down. But I'm going to feel about halfway good because I knocked her in the head. But then I prayed about and The Holy Spirit told me, said, no, that ain't the right way. Go to her and let her know how you feel and how she been treating you because maybe she don't know it. Maybe you don't know when you go to other people, you're different. But when you come to me, you act like you hateful and mean and like you got a problem with me. What have I ever done to you? You left me. What you mean?
6: You left me.
7: What you mean? I left you. Explain that.
6: Well, when we used to go to church together, you and this other lady, y'all would walk around and make us feel like we were nothing. That we didn't know the word. That we couldn't do nothing right. Only thing you did was pray, 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 pray. And one time, me and you were so close. We would. I remember I would take up for you. I remember that Somebody talked to you or talked bad to you. I had your back. I was there for you. Even when you was treating me like I was nothing. And I was telling you, Glory, you don't need to act like that. Now, Glory, that ain't right. Blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. I was humble. So, I'm not humble no more with you. look,
7: I'm sorry. I didn't even realize I was doing that. Yes. you need to let that go. You can't render evil for evil. I know. That ain't God.
6: No, it's not.
7: You got to start, you know, treating me the way I'm supposed to be treated according to the word. All right. You see what I'm saying? I I do love you, but sometimes you're about a bunch of foolishness.
6: I heard that. I understand what you're saying. And thank you for showing me me. I apologize. But that is why I was holding some ill will, resentment, hatred, anger against you for all these years. Oh, that's a long time. You know, we were separated for a while. And then God sent me here to the church with you. Then every time we tried to, you know, to help our relationship, instead of getting better, it got worse. But I'm sorry. Thank you for showing me me, and I'm sorry for having an attitude with you, and I really love you. But the only way that we're going to be able to do this, I'm going to be able to do this, i got to get in the Word
7: Yes, you daily. do, because you be in the flesh a lot. You be- I
6: do. I really yes. do. Because I have a lot but of stuff going on. But it's not about
7: us. It's all about him. You're right. He's supposed to be bringing forth Jesus and representing him the way that he need to be represented. And I maybe I wasn't representing him the way I need to be either. But I
0: do apologize.
6: Thank you. But and I, I do, do love too. you. And I love you all too. All right now. All right.
0: I tell you, they make stuff so real. You wondering. I'm wondering. What in the world? But <laughs> these things happen, does it not? And Gloria talking to Jesus and using that word, y'all know what that word means. It means cowed on it or something. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is, even though they apologize, I'm going right back until Sisanese deal with that root that was there for years, and Gloria deal with it. They're going to come back to the same thing. That's why you got to catch yourself when it's, you know, when Gloria might not say nothing to her one day. That root, well, Lord have mercy, she done switched on me again. Or Sister niece might walk by her with something on her mind. Gloria say, see, there she go. But that might not be the case. So until we deal with ourselves and them roots, we're going to have problems with other people, y'all. It's going to spill over on somebody else. Who's next? Do we have somebody after Erica? Are we missing anyone? Or do we get everybody? Joe and Kim. Who else we got left? No. Joe helped the Okay, Joe, you shaking your head, but was that I think she just asked you to help her out with her skit, right? <laughs> he said Okay. Go ahead, Erica. Teresa and, Teresa and Barbara, y'all got y'all together? Okay. Okay. And Sonia? Okay. Hey, we see the top of your head. Go ahead, Erica.
8: Okay, mine is on anger. Um, A couple years ago, I had a boss, and she wanted to write me up for something. I had done at work, which I had done it, which I didn't hurt nobody. I didn't. One night I went to work, and I was following a lady, and I said, where is my paper? And she said, what paper? So I threw my phone. I didn't throw it at her. I just kind of flipped it on the counter behind her. And I went and told my coordinator, I said, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. I am so sorry, but she is not doing what she's supposed to do, so I can come in behind her. So my boss at the time, she was on vacation. So a month later, she called me in the office, and she said, Erica, I understood you threw a phone at this person. I said, yes, ma'am, I did. She said, so I'm going to write you up for that, and I'm going to write you up for not doing your job. I won't say what I told her. It wasn't bad, but I won't tell her what, say what I said. But I told her, I said, no, I do my job, but yes, I did throw the phone, but you're not writing me up for not doing my job because I'm the only one here at night, so if I don't do the job, how do you think it gets done? So she said, well, I'm going to write you up. I said, well, I'm not going to sign it. So, <laughs> well, I didn't. I told her, I said, I'm not going to sign it. So she wrote up her what she had to say, and she sent it on. So then, people from HR called me, and I had to go through this long process of, with this written up statement. So, long story short, at the end, she said, "Well, I'm gonna write you up for the phone because you admitted to that, but I'm gonna give you a verbal for your job." I said, "What's wrong with my job performance?" She said, "When you do your job, you're not doing dot 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 dot." I'm like yes, ma'am, ma'am. She said, well, I want you to fill out this checklist every night. Every patient you have, I need you to do a checklist on all these people. So every night for like two months, I had to do a checklist on everybody. And one one person, she said, Erica, you're, not, you're still not doing it. I said, well, what am I doing wrong? She said, you're not getting the lady's insurance. I said, the lady says she does not have insurance. She said, yes, she does. She has Medicaid. She has Medicaid. She's got to have some. I said, The lady says she does not have insurance, so I cannot put something there that's not there. So she said, you're just doing it wrong. You're not doing it right. So when we was in the office, I said, can you pull up the sentences for the floor? She said, sure. I said, well, there she is right there. Look in the woman's chart and see what she has. So she looked in the woman's chart. The lady had no insurance. She had no insurance at all. She didn't apologize to me. Even though they found that the lady didn't have Medicaid at all, she didn't apologize. She just kept swearing that that lady, had insurance, had insurance. I said, okay. So I went home every day. Lexi asked me a question. I said, what do you want? She said, never mind, Mama. I said, you know what? I said, Lord, I am so sorry. I said, Lexi, I am so sorry for yelling at you. I said, Lord, just please move this lady out my way because I know I'm doing the best I can and I'm the only one there at night. So I go meet with her once a week. And she said, well, how are you doing? I said, I'm doing okay. Well, everything looks so perfect. Everything is good. I said, okay. So I go back and meet with her the next week. So finally she said, you don't have to do this no more. I just got so much paperwork on this desk because you're just doing your job. I said, okay. I said, Lord, please move this lady out of my way because she is working my nerve. I said, I'm going to work, and I hate going to work. I said, I just hate going to work because if she come up and say one more thing to me, me and her going to have it out. So I went to work. The lady said, Erica, what's wrong? I said, nothing. She said, yes, it is. She said, you have changed. She said, you used to come in here. You used to do this and that. And that. I said, I'm going to do just like the rest of you. I'm going to do enough to get by.
5: I said, y'all do
8: enough to get by? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do enough to get by. She said, I wasn't doing my work, so I'm going to do enough to get by this night and go on to the house. She said, "She oh, Lord, we got to hurry up and move that lady because, um, you was doing a lot of work. I said, well, that's all right. I'm still doing my work, but I ain't doing no extra. <coughs> I'm not doing no extra. She said, I'm not working. I'm going to show her who's not working. So finally, I go to work. Let's just say, what you, what's wrong with your mom? I said, nothing. She said, well, why do you keep saying tame the pink tornado? I said, I'm taming my tongue before I go to work, so I won't say nothing. So I have my job a little while longer. So I go out and said, Lord, please tame this pink tornado. This lady don't say nothing to me tonight. Be gone when I get there because I do not want to see her. So thank you, Lord. He moved her on out the way, and now she is gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Erica, she may be gone. But them ill feelings that you had against that lady, they got them deep. You got it deep. But, see, this is what I'm saying. If we don't deal with, she She was praying. Lord, let her leave here, so I won't say nothing to her, but you didn't deal with well, I think I did because she, OK. I
8: think, I think I did because before she left, I was always nice to the lady. I didn't say anything, I say And she finally come up and said, she said, "You know what?" I know when you're here, stuff is getting done. But she didn't apologize like she should have done. But she said, I know stuff is getting done because I see when you're here, I don't see as many mistakes as I do with other people. Okay. And I said, at least I want to tell at least I come to work because a lot of people call in, and then they want to call me. Oh, no. But guess what
0: you're doing, Erica? You're still defending yourself. Yeah, and see, there's still stuff that's there.
8: Yeah.
0: I ain't going to lie to you because I done been where you are. Yes, and if we don't still deal with that, the next person that comes in there that's over you, you got a wall up. See? See? She's going to make sure that that person don't come at her like that. Up, uh, See, y'all, this is what I'm saying. This is real stuff. And I'm and, and Erica, your pastor love you enough to call it what it is and this is what all of y'all should do you should not let a person leave without telling them this is what we have to do that's all and that's what we do we let people leave and we laugh it off but we don't give them what's needed to be given and if we don't do it the problem ain't solved y'all amen thank you Jesus all three of them coming up now let's see what they come up with (laughs) Erica done done her part Amen.
8: Hey, Sister Barbara, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. I was wondering if you could usher for us on Sunday. No! I'm tired now. I've worked the double. but I can't do it. Hey, okay, if that's the way you feel, Sister Barbara, oh. I, won't, I won't ask you no more. Oh. Good. Hey, Good. hey, Sister Teresa, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Sister. Do you think you can usher for us on Sunday? Yes,
0: let me check, make sure I don't have anything else going on. Yes, ma'am, I can usher well, for you Sunday. even if you have
8: to teach Sunday school, can you please come to the door after, because I will be here, mm-hmm. and that way we'll have enough ushers on that Sunday? I can. All right, thank you. I can.
2: Sister Erica, I'm so sorry. I was upset with my boss today. I should not have took it out on you. Please forgive me. I was wrong.
8: Okay, Sister Barbara, but next time can you come at me a little bit better because uh, everybody have issues. I will, with I will. Because you know we don't have so many ushers, so I have to go down my little list, and yes. if you could just do that for me, please, ma'am. Yes, I will. All right, thank and you. And thank you for forgiving me. Thank you.
0: Now, wasn't that so easy to forgive? But yet, if Barbara don't deal with what's dealing with her, don't you think she's going to come back at somebody else? If we don't deal with what's dealing with us, somebody else is going to get what's dealing with us, and they didn't have nothing to do with it. All of us in here, don't get me wrong, from me on out there to you, got some issues somewhere. Some issues we don't share with people, some issues we may share with people, but it's some things that's so deep-rooted that we tried to handle ourselves, but when somebody hit the wrong button... When you know you're doing the best you can, you spool over everything on them, and you be like, I just asked a question. So we got to deal with these hidden chambers that we're dealing with, because if we're not going to deal with them, they're going to deal with us. Sonia, are you ready? (laughs) And I guess Jennifer getting ready, too. Yes, ma'am. Y'all don't know y'all are helping people that's watching you live. Yeah.
9: Uh, even sitting in my seat, I didn't know which situation I would talk about. But this one is deep. It goes all the way back to... Childhood so since we've been doing since you've been doing these teachers, pastor, I know different things that you've said in your sermons. I have to look back at my grandson. Um, when you talked about distance between you and your son, and you said that whatever he did that made you angry. You just separated yourself from him. Isolation. Son, you got a crown, plaque, and trophy for it. Because <laughs> I could, I, could, I mean, the walls that Erica is talking about, I got them all over. Don't know Renee? <laughs> all she did was smile. But this was me, and this is what I had done. So I started praying and going to the word of God and getting their root up, and I started reaching out to him. And um, and that's why y'all seen him come to church and you know stuff like that and you know because I'm trying to get rid of this stuff. This stuff don't feel good. It don't. And it's deep. It, when it goes deep in the family, it's really deep. And then I have a sibling, and I sat down in my living room, and I told them I had hatred, animosity. Bitterness, anger, all this stuff towards you. And I started telling them stuff that went toward me. And I said, yes, because of Dada Dada, went back through some stuff. But some stuff you don't need to speak to God finished doing what he is doing. And by the time we finished talking, they kind of pretended like things were okay but I know things are not okay. And I know God isn't done with those conversations. And I had to talk to God about doing things the right way and doing things the way. And I know here at Miracle Temple, we're taught God's way of doing things, right? And sometimes God's way of doing things is being wrong even when it looks like even from the flesh, even from, from the spirit, it looked like this is the way you're supposed to do it. When I got to talking to God and I got to praying, I said, God, it should have been A, B, C, D, because this is your way. God said, regardless, he gave me tools within me to handle what when I don't get what I feel like should be. And those tools within me will deliver me from any situation that has come my way all the way back to my childhood. So when I talk to my sibling, I have to deal with that sibling and love, and I wish you would have gotten what you wanted and what you needed, you know? And I still have to continue, because when you know God and you know they don't, they know of him, but they don't know him. And sometimes the only example, the only deliverance they're going to get is what you put on the table. Mm-hmm. And if I don't put it on the table correct and keep going back and keep coming back to claim, and keep going back in the Word and keep going to God and keep going and keep going and keep going, I won't faint. Regardless of what happened, I'll be able to stand and I'll be able to help them out of this situation because you don't know listening to some of the stuff and y'all know we all got families and your love for your family runs deep and sometimes you don't want to say anything and I spent years I I just let let stuff go and I shouldn't have but when you don't know how to operate in God's love it ain't gonna bring you received no way and it ain't gonna bring about no deliverance, no healing, no happiness but when you can walk around with the joy of the Lord, I don't care if they cuss you out and slap you. You can still say, "The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's okay. We can talk about it. We'll sit down and we we'll talk about it. I feel so much better that I got most of it, most of
0: it out, but it's bringing up, springing up. Yes. amen. Amen. And I want to say that, Tanya before you move. And I can witness with Sonya when I was telling her about my son and I had to meet him where he was because I was getting so angry at, that's not how I raise you. you you coming out of your character the way I raise you. And sometimes the enemy will say, he represents you. If they see him doing da-da-da-da-da, they're going to look at you differently. But the Lord had to minister to me and say, if you know you're raising him the right way, then it's not on you. He has a choice. But you need to, you know, not shut yourself off or get angry. The anger that I had for him was rolling over on my husband. What? He didn't know what was going on with me. He know he didn't do nothing. So that's why I can teach you guys the way I teach y'all because I don't want nobody to go through what I went through. In your marriage, on your jobs. I went through on a job for a lot of years being mistreated and then mistreating people um, smiling but yet mistreating them witchcraft mm-hmm. talking with them in their face oh yeah girl, yeah girl and later on spewing out stuff against them but coming in their face and acting like everything was okay but talking about them with my husband or talking about them with somebody else but then trying to play a part like I knew Jesus that's why I can identify jealousy. I can identify um, when a person is backbiting. I can identify control. I can identify Jezebel because I was all of it and didn't know it. Didn't know it until I lost my position, y'all. I thought I was where I needed to be with the Lord. But then the Lord began to show me through my downfall. These are some things that was hidden that the enemy was using that you did not even know until this happened. Until you really set your face to the wall and say, Lord, I can't do this no more. What's going on with me? And when he showed me me, he showed me me for the ministry I have today. To root up and tear down the strongholds off of his people. And that's in every area of your life. So everything I'm showing you, don't think I don't know about it. Because God had to show it to me. Don't think you can smile and say everything is okay when I can see what's right before you. I see control. I see rejection. I see manipulation. I see witchcraft. I see when people are saying that they're loving their wives and husbands when they're not. Because I know how you act. So you can't fool God. So what Sonia is saying is the truth. And I'm, I'm pretty sure Sonia, even with... What you go through with your family, your husband know it. I'm pretty sure, you know, you know things he go through because it's a change between y'all. Come on, y'all. It's time to be about Christ. So people know, yes, my life has changed. Amen. So you can come, Jennifer. I have one more
9: thing I wanted to share. Is even after reaching out, like when I was, and I, I still do, I send messages to my son all the time. But, you know, you could feel the love growing in you. Mm -hmm. You could feel. And I said, that's crazy. Because I started seeing what you're saying. Because my feelings toward um, even my husband or just different people in general. It just, the whole perspective started to change. Because the yokes were being broken. The chains were being loosed. Mm -hmm. And this is what happened even after dealing with, my sibling, and when I talk to them now, it's like, da, da, da. I'm like, you need to do it like this. You need to do it like that. Da, 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 da. Um, you know, and I just be, because I know, because I ask God, I said, God, make this my ministry. Mm-hmm. I want to see them delivered. Amen.
10: No anger. <laughs> no, nah, but um, I had ill will against a co-worker um, at my job. Okay, um, it's like five of us that work in my department. And me, personally, I do, I have, I have the, I know they watches me. My, the boss man, I know they watches me, So I, and I do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. So I, I go above and beyond. They'd be like, at an awe. They'd be like, oh, my God, how does she do all of that? Is she on something? And I'd be like, no, that's Jesus. But I do that. I work like that to show them, to show them, to show her up. I do it to show her up. But, but, But anyway but pastor she it was a boss man i had a we had a boss man before the boss man i have now it was a guy and he allowed her to tell us what to do she's a coworker like me she make maybe a dollar or so more than i do but she he allowed her to run the department when he's the boss man she was telling us what to do but She's not my boss, so I had some ill will with her, and I would treat—I ain't gonna lie—I treated her mean sometimes because she has some presses that run by; they run by robots. She has one that she has to run manually, occasionally, and she had to run some parts one day that she had to run by hand, and my press went down, and. He wanted me to go over there and run her press while she just walk around and watch her robots run the other presses. And I told her, no. I said, I'm not doing that. I said, I'm not doing that. Let her do that. I said, I work hard on all these other presses out here all the time. I said, she, her presses, nine times out of ten, they're running by the robots, and she's always just walking around telling me what to do all the time. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. So I went over there to my press, and I was over there pity patting around and trying to make it work, and it was not working. It was not working. But, but anyway, I, said, I went over there, and I was like, I said, God just dealt with me. And I was like, oh, my God. I said, God, why do you want me to? He told me. He said, go over there and apologize to her and tell her that you that you'll run her press. I didn't do it right away. He told me to do it. <laughs> 30 minutes later, I did though. I went over there. I said, "Jody, oh, I ain't mean to call her name, but, <laughs> but anyway, she, it's fine. I said, he, I said, God told me to come over here and tell you, tell you sorry and tell you that I'll run your press. And she was like, what? Who told you to come over here? I said, God. I say, believe me, I didn't want to come, but he told me to come. He told me to come and that's what I'm going to do. So I just, so I I had ill will against her. I say I had ill will against her and because it's like she, she makes more money than me, but she doesn't do nothing because her presses, they run by robots, most of them. She only has one that runs manually. I run my presses manually all the time. So. Whenever I get a break and my press go down or something like that, I'm rejoicing because I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, send me home." I'm like, "Send me home." I be wanting to go. <laughs> I be wanting to go home. But God told me, "No, you go over there, and tell her sorry, and you tell her that you're gonna run her press." So I did it. Thirty minutes later, but I showed, but I had ill will against her, and you still got it. Yeah. No,
0: I ain't got a cat no I don't. I don't Yes you do. I do Yes you do. I, I'm busting move on all y'all tonight. It's still some there. See, you done what God told you to do, but all those times that you watched her yes. rule over you and she shouldn't have been the boss and you told your boss no when he is the boss. See when you submit to God, you can submit to people even when they're wrong. Yo, this is good stuff. And I'm not going to sit up here and just leave it there because I love her too much to let her go out of here thinking, I don't have it no more. It's still there. Because it didn't happen overnight, baby. And she did what God told her to do. But guess what, Jennifer? It's going to pop up again. And when your flesh begin to react a little funny later, you're going to say, oh, Lord, here it goes again. So she's working on that. And that's what we got to do. We got to work on it. But we got to know that it does not change, Jennifer, overnight. That's why I'm bringing this all to y'all. We rooting up. We're going to tear down these walls that we're allowing the enemy. No. The enemy is coming to us and we're building building these walls. Amen. So tonight and from here on out, y'all going to have to. When you see people in the wrong, you're going to have to come to them in love and let them know you still got to work in that area because the devil is going to work on you. Amen? Y'all, this is so good. And I believe a lot of people is getting something out of it. And I believe somebody that was sitting out here, Jennifer, got some ill will too against the co-worker because they tied. Did anybody receive from what Jennifer said on your job? Raise your hand. Look at there. You got about the whole place, girl. See, somebody needed that. <laughs> somebody needed what? Sonya bought. Everybody bought something. Kathy and Rick, everybody needed that. We need to be there for one another. Amen? But um, Pastor Scott had walked in, and I'm going to let him come up and close us out and tell us what he learned so far that he might can help us a little bit with wrapping it up. And I know he ain't shaking his head because he always got something to say. So, Pastor Scott, just come on up. I just come in here to listen. I didn't come up to do all that. Well, you're here now. Yes. Yeah, come on, say it while he's coming. Kathy knows she ain't going to be quick, but come on. Go ahead, Kathy.
2: No, I was just something real quick that um, Sister Jennifer has said. Like when the Lord tell us to do something and we do, be obedient to the Lord. Um, somebody said delayed obedience is still disobedience, and then but then when we go to them, um, we, we can't be talking about God told me, but I ain't want to do it. But <laughs> because, yeah, I know. But I'm talking when we telling that person, God. You know, I'm just wanted to put that out there to let them know that God told me to do this for you but I'm gonna tell you right now I didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. and I just want to put that out so people won't think that was
0: okay and that's right sometimes Mm -hmm. we we just can't say it in that way but I believe though it's gonna help her too to understand I'm coming to you because I'm being obedient to him and I'm crucifying my flesh so later on she could come back to her Kathy and say tell me about this God 'Cause she's seeing her attitude shifting. So yes, I understand what you're saying. Pastor Scott. And y'all know this man ain't shy, right?
11: praise the Lord. Amen. Um, first I must admit, um, I thought I had a free night because I didn't have to teach. So I had to I was up to the laundry doing drying my clothes and I'm like, Watching the clock, and I'm going to go home and be in the bed by 8 o'clock because I'm free tonight. And the Lord kept speaking to me to come here. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I got on these shorts and everything. <laughs> you know, I kept giving them excuses why I couldn't go. And then I said, well, I don't have a mask. You probably got to wear I don't have no mask with me, you know. <laughs> And then so I found when I got one, there was one in I didn't know it was just, okay, I get a mask. So then I'm coming up the street, and I'm saying, well, they're probably already out. <laughs> I had a lot of excuses why. Um, but you were still here, and actually, I drove past the church first. And he said told me to go back. And um, what Jennifer just said, I didn't think about it the way I feel about one of my coworkers. <laughs> Because it almost seems like I'm always doing her work. and I really don't um, argue at anything. But I mean, I be on the other end, just saying what I say. You know, I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm sick of it. You know, and I'm like, you got three degrees, and I got to do all your work and that, that kind of stuff. Oh, so I'm going to be, I'm getting delivered tonight. Amen. So sometimes we, we sometimes we be, we be doing stuff but we don't even realize it. I just, I just look at it as frustration. Not as having will ill. Amen, but it's frustration. But I do want to share this with you. I briefly spoke to Apostle on um Saturday. Yeah. Um and my son was with me. He's thirty two nine. I told him, I said, Come, I want us to go see Apostle Amanda. When she was over at Walkertown, he was nine years old. God she prayed for him and gave us a word of prophecy that he would be working with me in ministry, and between 9 and 30, we went through hell, oh yes we did, well he did, Um, (laughs) well it was with me because he was my son, and even though he did wrong, I didn't hold the wrong, but I love my son, and I wasn't going to leave him out there, I, um, I would tell people I went to court so much that I started feeling like a criminal, which I hadn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And the more I prayed, the worse he got. <laughs> but the thing that I held on to is the prophecy when he was nine years old. That God, you said that my son was going to work with me in ministry. And I had to go to the churches where they would have a newspaper clipping. I'd be sitting on the front row, and the preacher would take the newspaper clipping out and preach about it. And I had to sit through all that. but I know God what God's word says. And I want to tell y'all, if you have any children that are going through it, if God ever said anything to you concerning your child, hold to that, regardless of what it looked like or what they're going through. My son now is 32 years old. My son now is about to preach the gospel. When I left, he was in the room doing his Bible study. Every morning at 4 o'clock, he sends me a scripture or something. So he's here this week, and I told him, I said, Son, you in the house, you don't have to send that thing at 4 o'clock because it wakes me up. (laughs) You know, you right here in the house with me. 4 o'clock, dang it. You know, he sends me. And, and he and he's checking me, and, and I'll say something. He said, "Well, well, Daddy, you know what the Word of God says." So what I'm saying to the parents say, "Man, I don't care how far out left your child is. You hold on to the promise that God made you." Hallelujah. And one thing I can say for sure that it might not be our time because our time is not God's time. Right. And so it took him from from. It started happening when he was 15. Until about 31. Amen. He's married. He's got six children. His children, he's raising up in the Lord. They're doing their Bible studies. And you know, and I was saying, well, come on, let's do that. We can't go, Papa, or Papa Mike. We got to do our Bible study first. So I almost felt like it was a lost case. And here I am preaching the gospel. And everybody saying, well, ain't that your son? Ain't that your son doing that? You the preacher. That's my son. I'm the preacher. But but like you said, God had to help me to realize he made his decision. That's right. And he made his choice. But I still said that he was covered by the blood and that, God, you're going to do it. And so I had to tell the apostle, man, I want you to see your prophecy come form. Amen. The word of God said, though it tarry, you wait on it. Amen. So I had to wait. And I promise you, it wasn't easy some days I didn't even feel like lifting up my head I didn't even feel like going to church because of the the embarrassment of it but I had to preach and see other people's children getting delivered and what about my child out there on drugs God what about my child out there from pillar to post and I don't know where he's at God but I trust you and that's all like I said God but I trust you that's all I had was trust in God and a prophecy to hang on to Amen. So if you, got, if, you, if you ever had a word of prophecy, you know, and one thing I know for sure, and two things for certain, that this is a woman of God. And she tell you that God said it's going to come to pass. And if it don't come to pass today, you just wait on because it's coming to pass. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. See, God needed him here tonight, y'all, because this pastor right here, I'm going to tell you some stories. (laughs) Me, my husband, him, and Jennifer. When we was in Little House on the Perry, we used to have revival. And we was looking for this pastor here. I mean, the place was packed. We were just enjoying Jesus. My cousin was getting delivered, and I was looking for my shoe. He had my shoe in his hand, dancing with it. That's just how small my shoe was. I said, there it is. <laughs> then we looking for Pastor Scott, and he over there by the air conditioner. He said, it's just hot. <laughs> he helped us put on a roof
11: <laughs> you tell me that when yourself. the
0: storm came, <laughs> the roof came tumbling down. But he was there to help us, y'all. We worked so much together, and I give God glory because... He's bringing all us together again. Yes. It's not about, you know, how can I put it? Some people look about, you're going to take my members, you're going to take my members. No, we have one God, God. one faith, and one baptism. It's about coming together as one body. Right. And I thank God for you tonight because people in here needed this. Whether you knew it or not, God brought you here to encourage those that's going through with their children. It may be with drugs. It may be whatever it may be. Whatever God told you, that's what he wants you to hold on to because God has a way of doing things past our finding out. So thank you, Pastor Scott, for being obedient. And I believe that God is bringing forth just what he said. And the only thing we got to do is rejoice. Again, I say, Rejoice. Amen.
11: Yes, sir. Thank Put you, a praise Pastor. on it.
0: Put a praise, Put a on, praise it. on it. Put a praise Amen. on it. Amen. All to right. God we're, be the glory.
11: We're going home, right?
0: Yeah, we're going home. <laughs> it's past his bedtime.
11: <laughs> yeah.
0: The Chinese, too? Oh, yeah. We meet at Chinese all the time.
11: Yeah. Can't tell. That's the Amen. Father, we just thank you and we praise you for this time of teaching, oh God. We thank you for the apostle and the angel of this house and her companion, God. We thank you for all the saints, God. We thank you, God, and we ask you that you will keep us covered by your blood as we leave this place, but not your presence, oh God. And as we travel, God, we bind all mishaps, God, every accident, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We ask that you will even send the blood of Jesus and the spirit of God to arrest our children and our loved ones, oh God. You know where they're at, God, even in the darkest place, God. We summons the Holy Ghost to go snatch them out even now, God. We thank you for the blood that was shed for their salvation, oh God. And we stand upon your promise that we, that, uh, that I, that we in our household shall be saved, God. Thank for that's the Lord. promise, and your promise, are yea and amen, amen. God. Yes, Lord, God. we thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. amen. We are dismissed.